It's a time of great victory. Your past does not have to dictate your future. We are on the solid rock, Christ Jesus. God's got something better for you. I want you to open your Bibles this morning to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. Jesus was uh, ministering to the multitudes, and they were pressing in on him. He was trying to teach, and it was getting a little awkward, and it was down by the, uh, the lake, and he saw a couple boats there, and so he uh, noticed that the, those, the fishermen, the, the owners of the boats, they were over, you know, getting their nets straightened out. So he got into one of the boats, and, and, um, and they, they shoved off back so he could preach, and he began to teach the, the people there. And in Luke's Gospel, chapter 5, in verse 3, it says, uh, Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the, from the land. And he sat down and taught the, the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Let's pray. Father, we want to know more about you and, and your word and how to connect with you and to be obedient to you, to hear what you're speaking to us, and then to activate faith uh, along with that so that we're not just hearers of the word, but we're doers also. And Lord, that we can uh, have confident assurance that you want to bless us and that you, uh, you desire the best for us. Father, I pray today that you would give us a, a spirit of revelation and understanding as we look at your word. And Father, I'm believing right now that when we leave this place, we're going to leave change. We're not going to leave the same way that we came in. Father, we're going to, to go to another level today with you. And we pray and thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 5 there again, I want us to look at this, but says, But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Now, you've got to understand that uh, you know, they were finished. They fished at night. That's when the fish uh, would bite or they could, you know, would school, I guess, because they would use their nets and stuff. And, and um, Simon and, and then James and John, they were all uh, professional fishermen. That's what they did for a living. And they were having a tough time. They didn't get anything. And so they were looking at the thing where they say there's too much month and not enough money. Because they didn't make anything. They worked hard, but they didn't, they didn't get any fish to sell, so they weren't going to have any money. They didn't have anything to, uh, you know, it's just tough times. You ever go through any of those tough times when you, you know, there's more bills racking up than there is money coming in? And um, Peter, I'm sure, was tired, you know, throwing that net all night long and not catching anything. It'll, you know, if you catch something, a little adrenaline goes, and, and that helps you to, to keep, keep going on. But when you're not catching anything, you get a little dis- disappointed getting a little discouraged and uh, thinking about, well, what am I going to do next? And so uh, that next morning when Jesus comes and he sees the boat, well, he wants to use, and so Peter says, sure, and even though he's tired, he pushes out and lets Jesus use his boat to minister. And then Jesus turns to him, who is, Jesus is not a fisherman. P- uh, Peter, who is he's still Simon, he, they haven't uh, left their, their jobs to follow Jesus yet, uh, 
he kind of he knows Jesus, but so as he goes out, now he's hearing this sermon. So, you know, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word. So whatever Jesus preached that day, and we're not told, it evidently built enough faith that Peter could say one word that changed everything, changed his life, changed the, his course of, uh, of, of his life. He was never the same after this, where he said this one word, and I want us to remember it today, he said, nevertheless. See, he says, but Simon answered and said to the Lord, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. And I'm sure right there he was thinking, yeah, we have worked real hard. We haven't caught anything. People are out here looking at us. You don't cast your nets during the day. If I go out here and cast my net, people are going to think, well, what? who is that fool out there trying to catch fish at this time? That's not the way you do it. Uh, so his pride could be affected. Um, his skill of knowing that this is just, you don't catch fish right now. This is just not, this doesn't happen. That was uh, coming into play. And so Peter was struggling here. And uh, he said, you know, in that period of time, he said, nevertheless, at your word, I will. Nevertheless. That means, but because. It means, however, or even so, or in Spanish, it's sin embargo. Even though, nevertheless, whatever, all right, I'll do it. Um, I want us to see here that this word, it's really a bridge to God's uh, supernatural working in our life. It also puts power back in the hands of God to, to bless us. It activates heaven and it paralyzes hell. Nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, at your word, I will. The first thing that we want to look at as we, as we kind of begin to dive into this, uh, this passage of Scripture is that nevertheless is your bridge to the supernatural. Tell somebody that. It's your bridge to the supernatural. We're going to cross a bridge today. Amen? Um, we, you know, there's a saying that says, the instruction that you follow uh, determines the future you create. Whatever instruction that you follow is going to determine the future that you are creating, right? You choose to listen to this particular instruction or this, you know, this way of thinking, this way of doing things. If you follow that, then that's going to determine what your future is going to be like, right? So, boy, this is true because Peter had to sit there and think, do I think about all the instruction that I've received on how to be a fisherman all my life? Or do I go with this instruction from this man of God? Again, he just, you know, really just kind of meeting him. Do I follow his instruction? And so um, he was getting ready to begin in the creation process of the future that he was about to walk into. And so he said, nevertheless, at your word, I will. I will let down the net. And it says, uh, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. It's like, oh my goodness. So, uh, you know, evidently at least somebody jumped in there with, uh, with Peter in the boat, whoever had been fishing with him before had, as they'd launched out with Jesus. But when, I want you to notice here that when Peter obeyed, he went into the supernatural overflow and abundance in his life. You see that? Um, do you remember when Elisha was following Elijah? And, and uh, he said there in 2 Kings, he said, 
let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And uh, Elijah looked back and he said, um, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I go, it shall be so for you. There's that word again, nevertheless. He said, you've asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, we're going to build a bridge. <laughs> and here's how you can get it. You know, even though it's a hard thing, it's a difficult thing, it's an impossible thing, it, it shouldn't happen. Nevertheless, and boy, when that word says, when you say nevertheless, then all of a sudden, here comes this bridge of faith that's, that's taking you into another level with God. Remember the widow there in uh, Zarephath when Elijah had been at the brook and it dried up and God told him to go to Zarephath 100 miles away through the desert going into some rough country, and he's about starved, and he comes up, and he sees a widow there picking up some sticks, and he, say, he told her, uh, make me a cake, or a little, little thing of bread, uh, like a pancake, really, is what it was, and, and uh, she said, I, I really, all I have is just a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil for me and my son, and I'm picking up these sticks to build a fire and cook this and, so that we might, and I, this is our last supper, <laughs> basically, and uh, she said, you know, that's all I have, but nevertheless, <laughs> I'll do what you said. And what happened? You know the story. When she did that, she, that every time she'd dip into that, that uh, flour, there was more flour there. There was always plenty of flour. She stepped into something. She stepped into a supernatural abundance. She crossed the bridge. I, I really believe that God's trying to, to take someone to a, a new level today, a new anointing, along with, you know, You've heard me say before, life is lived on levels and arrived at in stages. But along that line, we need to walk in his anointing for the various things that we come through. Uh, if not, we'll try to handle them on our own. We need the Holy Spirit to help us. We need to walk by faith and not by sight. We need to walk in the Spirit and allow him then to anoint us to handle the hard times, the challenging times, the difficult times. So we rise up to go into a new level with God and it's usually at a certain stage in our life, we go to a new level, and then we also then make ourselves available for him to anoint us for that level. And I believe that God's going to, he, he wants to take somebody to a, a new level, a level of breakthrough today. And, and we'll just call it a level of breakthrough. You know, Peter almost missed his breakthrough because he was listening to his mind, his emotions, his, his body, his tired old body. You know, tell your neighbor, don't argue with the Lord. <laughs> uh, Peter was battling with his soul, wasn't he? His mind, his will, and his emotions. His mind was telling him, you know, this doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, you don't fish during the day. Uh, his will was giving him some problems. I'm tired. I don't want to push. I don't want to go out there with this. But they didn't have those, you know, Mercury, Yamaha, Evinrude motors, you know, that we have on these fishing boats. Uh -uh, no, they had to. They had to row out there, you know, he's tired. So I'm sure he was struggling with his will. It's like, you know, I really don't want to do this. I'm tired. I'm disappointed. I'm frustrated. I'm thinking about all the stuff I got to do now. I didn't catch any fish. And, and he's also struggling with his emotions, you know. Uh, I don't want to be disappointed again. <laughs> I've done this, and every time I pull this in, this, this empty net in, it just disappoints me more and more, and it's really not worth the effort. And he struggled with all that, and that's going through his mind when Jesus says, hey, Launch out into the deep and cast your net on the other side. Hmm. But Peter spoke that one word, and it made all the difference. Um, you know, he spoke that word, and with 
that little bit of faith maybe that he had from hearing the word that Jesus had preached, it, the Bible tells us that if we have faith as the size of a, a grain of mustard seed, that we can say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. So Peter locked some faith and some uh, into that, and he, when he said, nevertheless, something changed. That's a breakthrough word, nevertheless. nevertheless. You need to start trying this. You need, if you don't have a nevertheless in your vocabulary, you need to get it into your vocabulary. Um, you know, it, it, you're, I, I guarantee you, you'll find plenty of places to use it once you start using it. I was talking to Sandy about this yesterday, and, and uh, we kind of had a week of, I don't know if, what all's going around, but it sure went around in us, and, and she was down yesterday, and so I told her a little bit about, I, I gave her a little preview of the sermon, and told her, nevertheless, you know, as we, uh, you're, you're going to make it. Um, you know, this nevertheless, it, it's the bridge from your season of nothing to a season of too much. Because remember, when he did that, it, it, the nets became so full, and he couldn't hardly pull them in. So he called for those that were on the, on the shore to come and help them. And they brought their boat over, and it says that they filled both boats, and the boats began to sink. Now, that's too much. But he went from nothing to too much. How about that? Wow. I, ah, y'all ain't getting this. Y'all don't need this. I, I'm sure you... You got plenty right now. You got probably too much in your life. And you, you don't need to hear about going from nothing to too much. You know, uh, I'm sure you're, y'all are doing okay. Um, but tell somebody, I'm crossing over with a nevertheless. I'm crossing over on a nevertheless. Say that. And watch this. Verse 6, it says, And when they had done this, they caught a great, num- a great number of fish, and their nets were, were, uh, was breaking. Uh, it says, so they signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And that's where it says, and then both boats were so f- were filled and they began to sink. Here's Peter. Help! <laughs> I, I, I got a, 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 a net breaking, boat sinking blessing here. I need, I need some help, you know. Stand, and they're looking at him on the shore, you know. Have you ever had a net breaking, boat sinking blessing? It might, be, it might have been a while, but, you know, I think it's time for us to get one of those kind of blessings. You know, he says, I've got a too much blessing. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say, you know, describe it like that, but I just think we'll just coin that. We'll just, we'll just use that. I want a too much blessing. Sometimes we limit God. But, you know, faith doesn't limit God, and God doesn't limit faith. So why not just say, I want a too much blessing? That's what Jabez uh, did in his prayer. He said, bless me, Lord. Bless me too much bless me a lot bless me a lot well why not why not why not go from nothing to too much you know god wants to bless us with too much so that we can give it be givers and give it away when he uh said you know hey we need to feed these people that are around here and they said oh lord we don't have anything it, it'd take uh, you know thousands of dollars to feed all this he said we'll see what you got and they said well, well this little boy's got two loaves and uh, five uh, five loaves and two fish and he says, let me have it. And he blessed it. And he blessed it from a nothing to a too much. They had too much leftover that they uh, began. They took up 12 basketfuls of leftovers. Amen. It says, uh, for he and all who were with him were astonished. Is what it says in verse 9. For he and, and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. They had never seen this. 
before in their lives. These are professional fishermen. Grew up there. I'm sure their father and their father's father and all, you know, all through their life had been fishing, but nobody fishes during, at that time of the day and catches fish, let alone a, a too much net-busting, boat-sinking blessing. Amen. Well, we, ought, we shouldn't be surprised. Ephesians 3.20 says uh, that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we're able to ask or think according to that power that's working within us. What's that power that's working in us? It's the, the nevertheless <laughs> type power. It's the nevertheless type of outlook that says, you know, it doesn't matter about all this other stuff. Nevertheless, you know, if, if that's falling, nevertheless, I'm going to trust God. At your word, I will do this. I'm liable to get a little excited here. In a minute, I might just preach myself happy. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, the stuff that you buy today, a lot of times it says, uh, contents may have settled. And then you open that up and you look and say, somebody done stole two-thirds of my ch- potato chips. <laughs> you ever, it's like, are you serious? You look down in there, it's like, what in the world? What happened to all that? But yeah, you know, contents might have settled during shipping. Well, I, wanna know, I want you to know that when God sends a blessing... It's already pressed down, shaken together, and running over type. It's a too much type blessing, amen? Sandy, you know, she used to embarrass me when I first met her because I'm pretty shy, and she'd always, uh, she likes that too much type blessing. And we go to the movie, and so she'd say, I, I want a bag of popcorn, and she says, press it down, and, and she says, put it on there until, you know, stack it full. <laughs> and they're over there, pack it down good, <laughs> She, she was raised, you know, her great-grandfather uh, was one that there in Topeka, Kansas when the Holy Spirit fell. And, and uh, so that girl was raised on a pressed down, shaking together, running over too much blessing. Amen? <laughs> and I kind of like that. So I like, I need to order some popcorn. <laughs> I don't know if y'all are like me or not, you know. It's okay somebody else, as long as I don't have to do it. But I'm sure going to enjoy part of that blessing, huh? <laughs> but you know what? I, I want you to know that... God's, when he sends a blessing, he doesn't send it half full or something that's settled. He, he takes care of it all, and it's a too much type of blessing, you know? Hallelujah. You know, it's, it's oh man, you know, it's, it's, it's really just enough blessing. Because I'm sure that when, when Peter and them took those fish down to sell them, and that whatever they got for selling that, probably they turned around and said, you know what, that was just enough. That was just enough to, to meet all these needs that we had here, you know? A lot of times, it, well, a lot of times it's, it's, a, it's, it's hard time, most of the time, trying to believe for just enough, let alone the too much, you know? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I said that right or not. Sometimes we have a hard time believing for just enough, but let alone for one of these too much. And so, you know, I, usually I'll present the need and, and to the Lord, and, you know, let your request be known, and present it to him, and, and so I'm thinking, and, and I, a lot of times it's just enough, but I thought, well, wait a minute, though. God's not in the just enough type blessing. That's not the only business that he's in. He's really in the too much blessing. If you look around and when you really see it, I mean, it's neat when, when it's just right down to the, to the dollar or whatever, that's, that's pretty cool because you know, hey, wait a minute, that's not an accident. That's not a coincidence. God did that, and he'll do that sometimes so that you'll know that it's just exactly right. But then what it, I think what he really likes to do is not just bless with the just enough blessing, but with the too much blessing. And so that's what this story is about. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, we want just enough to pay the rent or just enough to get gas for the car or just enough to, to, to buy some groceries or 
Lord, just, just enough to keep the lights on. Wait a minute. We're, are, we, are we limiting God? When, when we pray, Lord, just give me just enough to, to, to pay that bill. How about, Lord, I thank you that there's going to be more than enough to handle all these and plus be able to give and bless somebody else. How about that kind of blessing? You see that just enough type blessing? That just enough type blessing is a wilderness mentality. It's the just enough wilderness. You know, um, when God brought Israel out of Egypt, he took them through the wilderness of just enough. You know, they'd get just enough manna that day. They couldn't gather too much, and they had just enough quail before. And so they had just enough in that wilderness, but he took them through the just enough wilderness into, you know, and that was supposed to be really just a hallway into the land of overflow, right? And going into the land where of milk and honey, where things are overflowing. And, and so, uh, you know, we need to go beyond this, the wilderness of just enough thinking, you know, like, Lord, just, if I can get just enough, instead of saying, Lord, I thank you that you're blessing me exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I'm able to ask or think, I'm going into the land of overflow. That's where we're going today. We're going to cross this bridge, this nevertheless bridge, and we're going to go into the land of overflow. And, uh, you know, really what happens a lot of times when we settle for just enough, by the time that we get it, it's really never enough. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, but just enough is better than never enough. But it's not like more than enough. Are you with me? Just enough is better than, than not enough, but it's sure not into that land of more than enough. And so God wants to take us out of the land of mm, just enough, and he wants to take us past the never enough into the more than enough. I think that's enough of that. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. As I was praying over this this morning, it's like the Lord said, you need to tell that somebody's going to be there that I've got a blessing for them with their name on it. I got a blessing for somebody there with their name on it. And it's been dispatched from heaven and it's uh, waiting for you to claim it. Uh, wow. You know, you ever expect something to come through a, a FedEx or something and you got a sign for it? And so, uh, it, you know, that, that's what the Lord began to impress upon me as I was praying over this morning and I jotted it down. And he said... Uh, um, that he has a blessing to tell some, there, there's somebody there that uh, I've got a blessing for it with their name on it. And then I put here, it's been dispatched from heaven and it's waiting for you to, to claim it. Hallelujah. You know, you've prayed, you've confessed the word of God, uh, you've worked your faith and, and uh, uh, you stood on the word and like Peter, you're tired, uh, a little disappointed and You've toiled all night. In fact, that's how I got to this passage of Scripture because I thought there's some things I'm believing for. That, you know, some things are just falling apart. And like I turn around and this, this thing falls apart. And, and, you know, he done messed with my dog and my tractor and, and my wife and my air conditioner and all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I, you know, man, I prayed. I'm, I'm confessing the word. I'm, I'm standing on it. And, and, and I'm tired and I'm a little disappointed. And, and I feel like I've toiled all night. I, I, I'm in that night season. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about when I say the night season. But, you know, Peter and them, they were in that night season. And that night season is that time of nothing. And, and, and it's like the, I was talking to the Lord and he said, uh, 
well, you just need to change how, what you're saying. And I'm like, what? And that's when that nevertheless came. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. Because when it is, when this is falling apart and, and that's being hit and, and everything, and there's just not enough, then you say, but nevertheless, at your word, I will. Amen. Also, I don't know if y'all want to get this or not. Hallelujah. I believe God says, I want to take somebody here that you've been in that night season. I want to take you out of that night season. You know, your faith's been disappointed over and over again. I don't know if that's anybody's here like that. Maybe you've thrown your net over and out over and out over, and you've thrown it out there over and over, and you keep pulling it back, and nothing's in it. You ever do that? It's like, and you hear, you know, you'll hear that preacher say something about, you know, just... Um, you know, do this, and, and God's going to bless. And you're like, okay, yeah, I've been doing that, and I had not seen no blessing. Anybody, you know what I'm talking about? Amen. <laughs> you know, sometimes that happens because we're in that night season, you know, and we're doing what we know to do. We're doing what we've been taught to do, and we're doing it right, but it's just not happening. And, it, it, you know, it feels like the, that uh, the prayer and, and all the believing and, and all the confessing was just a waste of time. Ah, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. You know, I, I know y'all are too spiritual for that. But sometimes I feel like, you know, like, am I just wasting my time here? You know, I thought I'm praying. Let me check. See, am I praying right? Am I believing? You know, am I really declaring God's word? But, but the Lord says to prophesy to you today that your, disappoint, your disappointed season shall come to an end. <laughs> I, okay, Lord, I'm going to take that today. I'm going to take that today. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take that. You know, I'm going to get out of this night season. Uh, in, in nobody in here is in that night season, huh? Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I'm looking for that morning when Jesus gets in my boat and says, launch out into the deep and cast your net on the other side. And I'm going... I've been casting that net. <laughs> I've been believing. I've been praying. I've been giving my tithe. I've been doing and But nevertheless, at your word, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Hallelujah. I tell you what. See, Jesus got into his boat. You need to get Jesus in your boat today. <laughs> That's just a little side thing there. You just need to get Jesus in your boat today. Your dry season is coming to an end. I believe that. We're going to pray when this, when we get finished here teaching on this, um, then we're going to pray together and we're going to see some things change. And, and uh, uh, you know, we're going to see the dry season go away, the drought go away. I've been studying and putting together a series on Elijah. Maybe it's just for me, but that first part there where Elijah comes in and he tells uh, King Ahab, and he's standing there with, with Jezebel there, and they've been killing all the prophets anyway, so it's a bold move, and he comes in, and he says, I want to tell you something. It's not going to rain until it's, I say it's going to rain. And it's like, what's up, Elijah? You're kind of weird. You've been out in the wilderness way too long. No, what he was saying was, you know, they, they worshiped Baal, or Baal is the way it's pronounced. And, and so on that picture of him, that what they would draw, uh, draw of him was the thunderbolts, and, and he was in charge of the rain and for the crops, you know, that they would have. And so he was like, uh, they would offer up offerings to, to Baal, and, and he was supposedly in charge of the rain. And Elijah walks up and says, I'll tell you what, I, it won't rain till I say it's going to rain. You know, he said, I'm challenging your God. You want to see how, how big he is? Well, I'll tell you what, it won't rain till I say it's going to rain. 
And that's exactly what happened. Three and a half years or something like that went by. And so Elijah was, one morning he was up there and he says, hey, listen, I, I hear the sound of rain, of an abundance of rain is what it was. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Go tell Ahab to get ready. It's going to rain. And he went up on the mountain, Mount Carmel, and, which means harvest in, in a way. He went up there and he says he, he knelt down, put his, his face down, and, and he was praying. And in fact, James says that Elijah was just a man just like us in the same way we are. And he prayed and, and he told his servant, go check and see, uh, see if you see anything. And servant came back, ain't nothing, nothing. Cast that net out there, nothing came back. Elijah prayed again. And uh, he said, go check it and see uh, if, uh, if you got anything. And, and come back, nothing. Well, go, go again, nothing. Go again, nothing. Go again, nothing. Go again, nothing. Go again. I think that's seven. And he said seven times he told him to go again. You know, seven is the number of infinity. You know, sometimes we don't really know. It might not be seven, but seven times. And so Elijah, he was going to be there until it came because he had heard the sound. He heard what he sounded like. The, he heard abundance. And so he, the servant came back. Well, <laughs> Yeah, there's a little cloud there about the size of a man's hand. He's, oh boy, you better go tell King Ahab, he better mount up and get out of here before he's overwhelmed with too much rain. He went from nothing to uh, too much. And so it, it happened that way too. Boy, they, they took off. And, and so then it began to rain and God showed himself strong. But what he showed was, out of your nothing, I will make too much. I believe God's saying, I'm going to give you a too much blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. God will usually take, take you through a season of nothing just before the breakthrough into too much. Oh, yeah. You need to get that. You ought to write that down. He'll take you through a season of nothing right before he brings you to a breakthrough into a season of too much. And it takes that one little pivotal word there, nevertheless. Nevertheless, you see, I'm sure that when Elijah was praying and the servant came, ain't nothing. All right, well, no, no. well, nevertheless, go check again. Come back. Uh, it, it, there's nothing. Well, nevertheless, go check again. And finally, here it comes. And it's not just enough. It's more than enough. It's too much. You know, and God will take us through that nothing because he, he wants us to see that it's not in us and in our strength or whatever. It's through him. It's not by might. It's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so that's why that sometimes when we go to this next level in our life, that maybe, you know, yes, we're going up with God, but it doesn't matter how mature you are or how spiritual you are, or how long you've been serving the Lord or whatever, because it's still not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit says the Lord. That's why that on that level that I believe that there is an anointing for a supernatural blessing of God. Too much. Hallelujah. God wants all the glory. He said, I'll not give my glory to anybody else. That's why that you know, we're not going to do it at night where everybody else catches. We're going to wait till it's impossible. When that's not the time to fish, they're, all the fish are gone. They, they've been messing around all night doing what, they do, what fish do. But now we're going to show that it, we're going to do it in a time when it's impossible because God takes the impossible and makes it possible. He takes the things in the natural and he bumps it up to the supernatural and he does then what he wants to do. He takes it then from not enough or from the nothing to the more than enough. 
Hallelujah. It says that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke is what Isaiah said. You know, that yoke, that bondage, that thing that seems like it's holding back. And so people, it's like, okay, God, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm praying, I'm believing, I, I'm declaring your word, I'm, you know, and, and checking my life. I don't know what else I need to do. And he says, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I said, well, Lord, I, I want to be anointed. What I need to do? He said, you know what? Then, then that's when you, you look to your, your situations and you say, nevertheless... I'm still going to do it. Step into an anointing. And that only comes from God. And sometimes he holds us in that nothing right before our break. Oh, y'all, hang on again. I don't know anybody in here needs that or not, any of this or not. But I want to tell you something I needed. Go again. You might be saying, oh, Pastor, I've been doing that. I've been doing it. Well, go again. Well, I did. And I did it. Well, go again. And, and sometimes, you know, what happens is, is right before the breakthrough into more than enough, we just, we... Stop, we break down instead of breaking through. But it's the anointing that breaks that yoke. You know, he wants us to know, he wants us to experience that so that we know that we know that we know that it was God that did it. You see, Peter was getting ready to, right after this, Jesus said, hey, yeah, catching fish is cool, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were all excited. He says, now I'm going to make you fishers of men. And I want you to get a net-busting, uh, boat-sinking blessing of harvest of souls. He said, you know, you got all excited and, and you were astonished and you were just rejoicing because of the fish. Let me tell you, the angels in heaven rejoice when souls come in. He was getting ready to take Peter and all of them into a new level of ministry, a, a new walk with him. And they needed to have faith to believe. And boy, that got their attention that, I'm sure that that provided that bridge going over for something for them to stand on and to remember to believe God for them what they needed. Hallelujah. Well, look at somebody and say, tell them, nevertheless. Just say, nevertheless. <laughs> when you're in the midst of your nothing and your toil and your fatigue and, and your disappointment, you just need to shout out, Nevertheless! <laughs> You need to turn around and you need to get eyeball to eyeball with the devil and say, nevertheless, it'll scare the bejeebers out of him. If he's got bejeebers, I don't know what those are, but you know, <laughs> you could, you know, shake him up. The Holy Spirit's saying, go again, go again, go again. Don't give up. Don't get frustrated. Don't throw it away, but go again, go again. Your drought, I believe this is what the Lord is, is prophesying to you today. Your drought shall be over and you will take an abundance of, of, of your harvest, of that rain like, uh, you know, like Elijah was, was uh, praying for. That's, that, that rain shows provision that it brings forth, it produces something. God's going to bless. I really believe that. I'm excited about it, people. I don't know about you, but I'm glad to get out of the night season. I, I want out of that night season. Uh, you know, I, I and I... I'm to the point now that I'm not settled. I'm not going to settle for just enough. I, you know, the Lord's challenged me to, to believe for more than enough. Nevertheless, <laughs> at your word, I will. I'm going to throw my net on the other side. I don't know about you. But, but you know what? We might be hollering at you from the, and, and have you, come on, help us out. We got a boat sinking load of fish here we need to, to, to bring in. Hallelujah. A new season, a new anointing. So that's what I'm declaring, a new season, a new anointing. Say, a new season, a new anointing. Amen. You know, uh, there's an anointing, I think, for every season of our life. 
that, uh, that we're walking through, every level that we're, that we're on with God. And I really believe that there's an anointing for the hard places of life that uh, helps take us through those things. And uh, there's an anointing to, to sustain us through the drought times uh, in our life. And for the long nights, like Peter, that feel like fruitless labor. And uh, I believe that he's there with us to strengthen us and to encourage us. But you know what? I believe that God's going to shift us into an anointing for an abundance, a, a breakthrough, for this supernatural release. Uh, and nevertheless, is your bridge to the supernatural. So don't forget that. It's your bridge to the supernatural. Number two, nevertheless, puts power back in God's hands. A lot of times, you know, we're here on this earth. He's, he has, um, uh, a, you know, restored us to dominion and authority. And sometimes we kind of forget and we fall back into doing what we know to do. And even on the spiritual things, and it's like a lot of times we're going without his power. We're going in our own strength. But when you say nevertheless, that means that you've come through and you've tried everything that you could try. You've done everything that you could do. And it's been according to maybe the, the word of God and you're, you're following that. But then you need to come to that point of where you say, but nevertheless, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what I thought I couldn't do. I'm going to do what the devil says I can't do. I'm going to do what the impossible, God's going to make it possible in an impossible time. And really, you know, it, so it takes, super, not, nevertheless, puts power back in God's hand for God to work. And really what it's saying is, or what it's meaning is, it's like that you're saying to the kingdom of darkness, it doesn't matter. When he's reminding you of your long night of toiling and casting out the net and drawing back nothing. When he's reminding you of how long that you've been in this drought in your life. How long you've been fighting this battle. How long you've been praying for that loved one. How long you've been messing with this or, or that. And so he reminds you that when you say, but nevertheless, it's telling the kingdom of darkness, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I think. At your word, I will. It doesn't matter what it looks like. At your word, Lord. It doesn't matter how I feel. At your word. See, that's where we've got to get to. Uh, it doesn't matter what people say about me, you know, at work. Oh, yeah, well, they're one of them fanatics, you know. They're praying. It doesn't matter what people say about you. That's what you, you should say. It doesn't matter what people say about me, devil. At his word, I will. It doesn't matter, you know, if I've tried it before and it didn't work. At your word, Lord, I'll do it. I'll do it. That's what he was saying. It doesn't matter if it cost me some pride. <laughs> At your word, I will. It doesn't matter uh, if it doesn't make sense to me. At your word. It doesn't matter if, if I look foolish or it looks foolish. At your word, Lord. Nevertheless, at your word, I will. That's what he was saying. I'll do it. I'll go. I, I, I will do what you're saying to do. I will pray. I will forgive. I will sow that seed. I will take that step. I will. I will fill the water pots when they need wine. And at your word, I'll do it. Remember what Mary told him? It says, Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And they took those big pots, and he said, get those pots and put them, fill them full of water. And they're like, hey, they're needing some more wine over there. And all of a sudden, it turned to wine. It didn't make sense. They said, okay, well, nevertheless, at your word, we'll do it. You know, and that's where we've got to get to, that point. You know, nevertheless, I'll go dip seven times in that muddy river. 
You know, nevertheless, I'll march around those walls seven times. Nevertheless, I'll take this little old slingshot and I'll go out there and bring that giant down. Nevertheless, I'll make that prophet a cake and, then, and, and me and my son will just have a little bit. Nevertheless, that's what I'm going to do. At your word, I'll do that. Hmm. You know, so it's like I may see the empty nets, but nevertheless, I'm going to take it and they'll be full. I may feel pain in my body, but nevertheless, I'm going to do what he says to do. My children may be acting crazier than ever, but nevertheless, I'm going to keep praying for them. My bank account may be on life support, but nevertheless, I'm going to honor God with my increase. They just repossessed my car, but nevertheless... I'm going to do what God says to do. I just lost my job. Nevertheless, I'm going to trust in Him. My spouse just served me divorce papers, but nevertheless, I'm going to hear what God says. I'll do what God says to do. I want to tell you something. There's some situations in everybody's life where we need to use that nevertheless word. Praise God. I feel a nevertheless anointing coming on (laughs) today. I don't know about you, but, you know, right here, I, I think that that's what we need. The devil may be attacking me on every side, but nevertheless, how are you feeling? Well, I haven't been feeling too good, but nevertheless, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what God called me to do, right? Sandy wasn't feeling too good. How are you feeling? And she wasn't, feel, she wasn't feeling good this morning, but she said, but, and I told her yesterday, nevertheless, and she, but nevertheless, <laughs> I'm going to take a shower and get ready and go to church. So she's acting on a nevertheless. She brought a little nevertheless anointing this morning. Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be upon my lips. See? So no matter what happens, it's, but nevertheless, I'm going to believe God. Nevertheless, all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. We got a nevertheless for every situation that the devil throws at us. Come on, praise him this morning. Hallelujah. If God be for me, who can be against me? Nevertheless, I'm going to trust him because God's for me. Doesn't matter what the devil does. Nevertheless, nevertheless, nevertheless. You need to just shout out nevertheless. Let me hear you say it. I've been shouting it at you. I want to hear some of it back. Oh, hallelujah. He puts power, this nevertheless puts power back in God's hands for God to work. We don't need to limit God. We need to put it back into his hands and say, yeah, that's what's going on. But nevertheless, <laughs> here's my God right here. He's about to move and shake some things up. He's about to shake some things up. People say, boy, I wish we could see God move like he used to move. Well, then why don't we put the power back in his hand? Why don't we get into those, those situations that, that are those empty situations, those toil all night situations, those nothing situations, and say, nevertheless, God's going to move because I'm going to do what he said to do. See, there was some action there because Peter had to obey God. He had to obey what the Lord said. Launch out into the deep. You know, it's like, can we just row a little? I'm really tired. I've been rowing all night. No, launch out into the deep and cast your net on the other side. That takes some effort. You might not feel like it. You might think there's no sense in doing it. I've been doing it. You see, it's hard to come to church on Sunday morning. That's the hardest day of the whole week to get up, Right? Uh, and you know it's just tough it's tough 
as we used to say, you, they wrestle with the covers and get pinned by the sheets on Sunday morning, you know, it's, it's a tough thing, but that, that's why that it's, when you're laying there and you're struggling and it's like, you know, well, I need to go to church. Well, I don't know. Seem like I go and don't get anything out of it anyway. That's when you need to say, nevertheless, when you hear that, when you catch your mind drifting to something like that, or your body aching and telling you this or that, that's when you turn around and you ought to shout, nevertheless, nevertheless, I'm going to do what God said to do. I remember times when... <laughs> between whether it's a hip or a shoulder or something like that but especially i remember my shoulder hurting so bad i had tore the rotator cuff out and they said it was irreparable and i thought i just want to just raise my hand to the lord and and thought it hurts and i thought but nevertheless i'm going to raise my hands and praise god nevertheless and you know what god then began to work sometimes it puts power back into god's hands he's the one that needs it hallelujah you know when when nevertheless is spoken with faith uh, it notifies heaven that you're ready for, you're ready to do whatever the Holy Spirit instructs you to do. Because that's basically what Peter was saying. Well, we toiled all night. We've covered every inch of this, you know, this, this sea on this side, you know, where all the fishing spots are. We've, we've toiled all night. But nevertheless, at your word, I'll do it. I'll launch out. I'll go back. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do. There's always a struggle. You ever been in that situation like with giving? Maybe you're going through some financial difficulties. And, but the Word of God says that giving it shall be given to you. This is what Jesus said. Pressed down, shaken together. That's one of those running over blessings, you know. He says that if we'll honor him, he will, he will, uh, he will cause men, it says, to give into your lap. And you're thinking, well, you know, I just don't know if I've got enough to make it. You know, I've got groceries to buy. I've got bills to pay, this and that. And so here we go. And we're letting our mind and our will begin to sink in there. That's when we need to turn around. But nevertheless... I'm going to honor God. I'm going to give him the first fruit of my increase, and I'll use what I got left. We've been there many, many, many times, and you know what? God never fails. How many of you could raise your hand and testify, that's true, Pastor, it's worked for me. Look at that. Look around. See, if you've never tried him, if you've never put him to the test, try me in this and see if I'll not pour out a blessing that you can't contain because God doesn't want us to be containers. He didn't want it to be just enough. He wants it to be too much so that it overflows. The windows of heaven will open and pour out blessings that you can't contain. Hallelujah. He said, try me in this and see if I won't do that. Hallelujah. Well, nevertheless, there's a bridge to, your, to the supernatural and it, uh, it puts power back in God's hands. The last one, number three here, nevertheless, activates heaven and paralyzes hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we've got heaven on pause. And uh, hell's running rampant. But Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. We just need to get some nevertheless down in us. <laughs> so that when it seems like that hell's pushing with everything is God, that we turn around and say, nevertheless. When you've done all to stand, <laughs> stand therefore. Put on the whole armor of God that you shall be able to take your stand. When you've done all that you can do to stand, nevertheless, stand. Hmm. I remember my days in the military, basic training, and that old uh, drill sergeant come up and get right in your face. And when you felt like, I mean, you've maybe been doing push-ups that your arms felt like noodles and everything else, and, and you didn't, you'd, you'd run and you'd done all these other things, and, and you didn't have a, a run, your legs were so tight, you felt like you couldn't even do this. You ever worked so hard or exercised so hard that, you didn't, that your muscles were fatigued? You know what? I'm, that's been a long time for me, but I do still remember that. It's like, you know, 
get in the shower and you go, oh my goodness, can you get up there to wash my hair? <laughs> I mean, when you just fatigue that muscle so much. And so it's like when that old sergeant gets in your face and says, run, and you're like saying, we've been running. No, you, you don't do that back to him. You just say, in your mind, you're saying, I don't feel like it. I don't think I got any run left in me. Nevertheless, at his word, <laughs> at his word, oh yeah, it activates heaven and paralyzes hell. You know, when you declare the word of God uh, in faith, you know, you just notify hell that it doesn't matter. <laughs> All this stuff, it says that uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of this world, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And uh, it talks about Satan, well, he does reasonings. He comes in, he tells you these things like, he gives these things like, well, you know, and he gives this good story that, that sounds right. It, it makes a little bit of sense, and, and it's through reasonings. And we begin to listen to those arguments, but we're to tear those things down. We're not to listen to all those reasonings. And when we say, even if it does seem that that's completely right, we need, that's when we need to say, but nevertheless, I'm still going to obey God. And we're just saying, I don't care. I don't care, devil. I don't care, gates of hell. You can launch everything against me, but I don't care. You know, I don't care how old you are how, or how young you are. If God tells you to do it, you can do it. Look at Caleb. Now he's 70 years old, and, and he says, well, I'm well able to go and do that. And, or maybe it's like, well, I'm too young. To, if God's calling you to do it, you know, don't let the devil sit there and, and, and give you certain reasons. Say, I don't care about that. God said to do it, I'm going to do it. I don't care how much money you have or you don't have. You know, I don't care if, if you're educated or you're not educated. You know, or that's what you need to tell me. I don't care if I have that or if I don't have that. God said to do it, I'll do it. I don't care what the devil does. Go ahead about your bad self. This is what God told me to do. I don't care. what that, When you say, nevertheless, you're saying, I don't care. And that throws hell into a spin. They don't know what to do with that. It's like when they've done, they're doing everything they can to, to hold you back. And you said, I don't care. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to continue to follow God. It doesn't matter if it's sickness or disease. God's the healer. It doesn't matter. Nevertheless, God says to do this. I don't care. Is, is, is what, it kind of gives you that type of feeling. I don't care if it's financial problems. You know, I don't care if the devil attacks the, uh, your family, whatever. Nevertheless, God is going to rule and reign. Amen? Amen? I don't care if it's a lion's den or a fiery furnace. I'll serve God. Nevertheless, we're, we will serve the Lord. Oh, I'm on into the fiery furnace. Jesus jumps in there with them. They told Daniel not to pray. He couldn't pray. Nevertheless, <laughs> yeah, I know that's what the king's... Uh, Ordinance says, I know what, that's what the law says right there, what he said, but nevertheless, or I don't care. I'm going to pray. I'm going to obey God. Hallelujah. It's, it's uh, really that word, it carries, it's, it's prophetic in a sense because it, it declares that it's done before it even starts because that's where it starts. You know, when it says nevertheless, and it's almost like you're saying Here's the fight. Here's all the fight. And when the fight has come to you and, and thrown everything that he could throw against you, and you turn around and say, nevertheless, <laughs> I'm going to go on. It's like, really? It's like Rocky getting knocked down, you know, and knocked down and knocked down. And he just 
gets up one more time. And they said, you knocked down. Nevertheless, I'm getting back up. <laughs> Your face looks bad. Nevertheless, I'm, <laughs> you know, I don't know how they did all that. Man, cut me. <laughs> what was the old guy that was in this? Uh, Mickey? Yeah. Cut me, Mickey. <laughs> you know, uh, Rocky, you can't see. Nevertheless, I'm going back in there. I'm going to go one more time. <laughs> you know, all you got to do to win is just get up one more time and you're knocked down. <laughs> the devil might tell you, you, you you're, you're down. You're out. You don't have any more. No, nevertheless, I'm still going to fight. I'm still going to get, I'm, still, I'm coming out of this thing. Faith, uh, that, this word nevertheless, it activates heaven and it paralyzes the devil because the devil hadn't got anything left to throw at you. <laughs> Remember Jesus' words on the cross? It is finished. But you know what? It wasn't finished there. You see, it was finished back in the garden. Because, and here's, look at Matthew 26, 39 sometime. It says, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, semicolon, quote, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. You see, it was finished in the garden when he said, nevertheless, because the nevertheless in the garden got him to be able to shout, it is finished on the cross. Uh, I, I wish there's somebody in here that needed this this morning. Because the nevertheless comes in that time of when you've been going through all night long, and you've been going through the dark season, before you pulled in a net, before you got to the more than enough blessing, the nevertheless starts back over here, and that's where the real victory's won. And that's where we need to get to, people. That nevertheless, one word is spoken that changed. One word out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, and it won victory for you and me today. Hallelujah. You know, it puts heaven on notice that you're ready for a breakthrough. Because see, all heaven, you know, it says that we're, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, you know. Everybody's watching, and here you are in this night season, and you've been struggling, you've been toiling all night, so to speak, and the devil's thrown everything it can at you, and you've already about given up. You're out of the boat. You're cleaning the net. Jesus said, come on, get back in this boat. I'm getting in this boat with you. And then he says, now launch out into the deep. And so all of heaven's watching. Are we going to get to activate something here? And as soon as that word, nevertheless, is spoken, yeah, man, I mean, a shout goes out and here they come. Here comes the, man, the legions of angels coming to bring God's blessing to you. Amen. I want to wear them out. I believe we're on the verge of, of you know, rapture and, and going and spending eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. But before I do, when I get to heaven, I want to see my angels and their tongues hanging out. <laughs> Woo! I wore out. I've been, take my little, my, well, she's not too little anymore. She's seven months old, but she's pretty big, my German shepherd. So every once in a while, I'll take her out. And she gets pretty, you know, hyped up. So she needs to get a little that energy out of her. So I got me a tennis racket. <laughs> I was trying to throw a ball, but these old shoulders, after so many surgeries, they don't throw very much, you know. And I have to go like this, and it goes, like, what? <laughs> but anyway, I got this tennis, and man, boom, and I can knock that sucker pretty far. I'm telling you, 50 or 60 yards, boom, man, here it goes. And then she just takes off. She runs, and she gets that ball, and she comes down, and she goes, and boy, before she can catch her breath, I pick it up, and I whack, and she goes off, and she runs, Finally, she's kind of getting smart, so she'll bring it back, and she'll hold on to it. I'll say, leave it, and she'll, like, I'll say, leave it, I'll reach in, she'll, she'll pull back, and I ain't turning loose this thing until I get me some breath. <laughs> but I mean, boy, pretty soon, I, I look at her, I say, you know, go inside, she goes, 
<laughs> and she is like heading to the, she wants to go get her a drink. That's the way I want to see my angels when I get to heaven. I want them to be wore out. <laughs> I'm having to bring that too much. Too much blessing, amen? It, when you say nevertheless, it activates heaven. And it puts them on alert. Let's go. Let's get it ready. Come on, bring it. Line up the wagons. Here we go. We're taking it. it I like that part in the story of Joseph. When his brothers had gone down to Egypt, and after they, you know, they recognized who he was, and he said, you know, he blessed them, and he took these wagons, he loaded them full of just blessings of everything, you know, grain and all this stuff. He says, go back, get my father and the people, and he says, and come back to Egypt, and I'll, I'll take care of you. And it said that, uh, you know, Israel, or Jacob, but it was called Israel at that time, he was sitting back home. Ain't no telephones, ain't no, uh, you know, Facebook, no nothing. He don't know what's happening. And the Bible says, but when he saw the wagons, when he saw the wagons, it said, you know, he got excited. He got excited. I want to tell you something. When we give that nevertheless, it activates heaven and it's saying, send the blessings. I want to tell you, that's when we ought to start getting excited. When we see the wagons, you ought to see, have a vision for increase, have a vision for abundance. But what do we want to see? No, we keep looking back at, at the nothing. We keep seeing the, the net full of nothing. You've got to start seeing the net full of everything. Nevertheless, at your word. I remember in, down in Mexico, we were praying for people. And I've told this story before about the woman that had this visible cancer on, the face, on her face. And I was wore out. Had been battling spiritual warfare. I mean, it was, it was rugged, spiritually wore out. And I remember... We needed to pray for her, and I'm thinking, I ain't got an ounce of faith to believe for this. But I remember down in my spirit saying, nevertheless, I believe God, by his stripes. And I told her, by his stripes, you're healed. And I said, you declare that by his stripes, you're healed. But nevertheless, even though I don't, I, you know, my eyes are seeing this, and I think my mind is telling me there ain't no way that's happening. You know, if I hadn't believed God for that, when we were in Africa and the lady was laying there dead... Eyes were all shriveled up, flies around, and they come in and said, pray for her. I'm like, are you kidding me? Pray for her. That's, she's beyond prayer, you know? And my mind's telling me one thing, and, but my spirit's saying another. You know, the spirit battles against the flesh, and the flesh against the spirit. So my flesh and Sandy, what, we were there, and we were looking. I think we might have both looked at each other like, oh, my goodness. And I'm looking, and I'm thinking, okay, now this one's past prayer, but nevertheless, we'll pray for her. Nevertheless. And boy, we got that, we activated that nevertheless prayer. And we prayed over that woman that was laying there. And you know what? The next day on the road up to Lita Market, going up, we we're about 6,000 feet up on the mountain when they slammed on the brakes and ran back and started talking to this woman. And I said, she's here. I'm like, who's here? Her. And I'm like, well, we've seen a lot of hers. What are you talking about? The lady that was laying in there dead. And I'm like, what? I got to see this, jump out and see. Now, I don't know if she was dead, dead or what, but I want to tell you something. She looked deader than the dead people I've seen. I mean, I don't know how to explain that. I've seen dead. But she looked deader than dead. And that was why it was so tough. But nevertheless, at your word, Lord, we will pray. Nevertheless, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, that nevertheless, it activates heaven and it paralyzes hell. People, there's not a greater experience that we could 
experience while we're here than to paralyze hell? Then you are seeing the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hallelujah. You need to let the devil know that it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's already decided. <laughs> nevertheless, I don't care. Come hell or high water. And nevertheless, come sickness or, 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 or health. Nevertheless, come joy, come pain. Nevertheless, come drought, come rain, come lion's den, come fiery furnace. Nevertheless, we're going to trust God. Hallelujah, I'm going to cast my net into the nothing because I believe for too much. Too much. That's where you need to get today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, help us today to be able to, to get to that. To get to that place to trust you, Father. For when our minds are telling us, uh, are being affected by what we see, and we're, we're governed by our, the, our, the senses of, of what we see, what we hear, or what we touch, and, and what, we, what we're hearing and all those things come in and they're telling us one thing that we've got to go down into the depth of our soul and say nevertheless I'm going to trust you Father I believe that somebody's here today that needs to put hell on notice that they're not going to quit that they're not giving up they got a nevertheless spirit in them hallelujah let's just let's pray let's seek God today I, I just want you to I want you to do an inventory let him just come and move in you and when you see that, all those things of where it seems like that you keep pulling up empty. You keep coming back empty. Maybe it's prayers that you've been praying over a loved one for years. Maybe it's something that you've been asking God for for years. And it seems like that the net just keeps coming back empty. I want you to get a nevertheless spirit today. Hallelujah. That you're not giving up. You're not turning the switch of faith off. <laughs> you're going to activate heaven. You're going to turn it on. I believe you got one more cast in you. See, I think that Jesus, he knew, Peter, you got one more cast in you. Come on, launch out into the deep. I hear the Lord saying that today to each one of you. Launch out into the deep. Come on, get out of the shallow muck and mire in your life. Launch out into the deep. Go deeper with God. Go deeper with Get out there in some deep faith. I believe where we're going next, we got to be, <laughs> we got to launch out into the deep to, to be able to take in that harvest of what God wants to do right now for what we need to believe for in the future of the tomorrows of our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just, just pray. Just, just begin to just bring your request before him. I, I, one more time, go again before his throne. Go again. Like Elijah told his servant, go again. I believe there's an abundance. I hear something this morning. <laughs> I hear, I hear an abundance. I hear the sound of abundance that's wanting to come into your life today. You're not giving up. You're not giving up. You're not turning. You're not going to sit on the sidelines. I'm believing for a nevertheless spirit to hit you today. Praise him. You need to begin to praise him. Praise him like the prodigals just come home. Praise him like healing just manifested. I mean, is I, a rejoicing beforehand. Praise him like debt was just supernaturally canceled. Praise him like your marriage is already restored. Praise him like the addiction is broken. Praise him. Launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep and trust God today. Let your net down. Let your net down right now. You got to get it in the water. We're, we get so disappointed that then we just draw our nets up, take the boat out. You ever been like that? See, we don't even go to church. We get so dis disappointed. Somebody's listening to this on the podcast. 
and maybe they're sitting home because they just got so disappointed in praying and, and trying to believe God for something that now they're just trying to find some preacher that, well, you got surprised today. <laughs> You're listening to this today. You're going to get a nevertheless spirit. You get back in church. Get back into the Word of God. Launch out into the deep. You got one more cast in you. Hallelujah. Yeah, come on, praise Him this morning. Praise Him this morning. Hallelujah. Praise Him this morning. Hallelujah. You know, dry bones cry out. I, I believe an army's coming out of a dry bones, you know. Nevertheless, you know, there's some dry bones out there. There's no soldier. Oh, nevertheless, God can bring them back together and make an army. I believe that God wants to make an army out of this group of people here today. Look around and see. If there's somebody that's not here that you notice that aren't, aren't here, you need to jot their name down. Send them a text or check on them, see how they're doing, you know. And then you can begin to put a nevertheless spirit anointing into their life. That's what we need to do. Each one of us need to go from here and reach out to those that, that are disappointed, that they're frustrated, that they've been pulling up empty nets in their life. And you need to say, but nevertheless, let's throw it out there one more time. I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you. And before long, we're going to have to call for somebody else because there's going to be a too much blessing coming that somebody else has got to get into it. Hallelujah. What do you believe in God for? What is it that you need to believe God for? Come on, stand with me this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just let's sing, sing something and to, just to, to worship and praise the Lord. And I just want to pray.